Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andrew Boyd. Back in July, uh, I gave a talk called Jesus Said Go. And I intended to give a part two to this talk back in August. But uh, COVID struck. (laughs) The last thing I can do is turn up here and splutter over everybody and wipe out the church. So... (laughs) Uh, that would not have been the point, really. So, yeah, God can fix all of that. He's fixed me. Thank you, Lord. So, Jesus said go. Now, this is important. Not because I'm saying it, but because there is change in the air, and a lot of us feel it. A lot of us feel a dissatisfaction with what was, And my sense is that God stirs up a divine dissatisfaction in us. We can muck that up by becoming frustrated and doing stupid things, but actually the Lord stirs up a divine dissatisfaction. There is a need for change. So if you missed that first talk, I'm just going to recap. But the purpose of this today is not to give you more to do. Not to tell you to try harder. It's not about that at all but to recognize the treasure God has put in you that this world needs. And and that is not just about evangelism. We'll talk about that. This is about taking the pressure off you, okay? Can you receive that? Thank you for nodding. This is about going, oh, what a relief. I'm not going to be given a whole bunch more things that I've got to do. It's to help you recognize the incredible person of influence you already are, exactly where you are. Wherever God has put you, and God has put loads of us in different places that really matter to him, it's not just about here. So it's about empowering us and encouraging us to see these spheres of influence, these places that God has placed us as being our mission field. And remember, it's not just about evangelism. So we need to recognize that mission is influence, not just sharing the gospel. So I want to begin with Romans 12, which won't come up on the screen. This is from the message version. Now, the message version is not a translation. It's a paraphrase. It's somebody who's trying to get the heart of what this is. Oh, it is. Could you take it off, please, because it's quite different to that. But thank you for your zeal. That's brilliant. Come on, give her a clap because she's just there. But actually, it's a different version. So here we are. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. Your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping. You're eating. You're going to work. You're walking around life. Place that before God as an offering. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, which will always drag you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best in you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. So this today is a call for us to develop. And what God does in us 
He wants to pass on to those around us. Whether it's in our workplace or in our family or in our societies or in our groups or amongst our friends, wherever we are, God is going to leak from you. I'm saying God is going to leak from you. That is going to happen. It will happen. It happens. He will leak from you. And people will say to you, who are you? What have you got? I want what they've got. This will happen. That's how God works. So just let him leak. You don't have to force this. You don't have to make anything happen. Be yourself in Jesus wherever you are and God will just leak out of you. You will change the world by just being yourself in the Lord. So I'm going to recap a little bit on what I covered last time. Jesus said, go to the church. But the church has spent so many centuries saying, come. We gather, but the Lord wants us to scatter. He said, go and make disciples of the nations. He did not say, go and make converts. The difference, a disciple means a follower. It means an apprentice. It means one who's learning to do what the Lord does not just someone who pays lip service. It's about learning. And we looked at the devastating example of Dallas, which is one of the most Christianized cities in one of the most Christianized countries on earth. There was an American, a British journalist, who said, look, if Dallas has got all of these Christians in it, then surely it's going to be different, right? Surely it's going to be special. Surely there's going to be something that will mark it out in a fresh way. You'd expect that, right? If there are people with transformed lives living in this place, transforming this place, you'd expect it to be different. But that investigation found that crime, poverty, racism, divorce, and disease were no different than anywhere else, despite all the Christians. There was no evidence that Christianity made any difference. Now, if that makes your heart heavy, good. Because what it means is Jesus must have had something better in mind. He must have had something better in mind. And the heart of God will be to say, that better thing must happen because this isn't good enough. This isn't working. Church attendance and conversion is not doing it. It's disciples that are needed. It's people whose lives are radically changed, who leak God wherever they go, who change this world. Slide one. We looked at uh, a book by that one by uh, somebody from YWAM called Lander Cope. It's an old book. I picked it up again recently, thinking about the pandemic and what next, and it just leapt up at me. I really recommend it. The Old Testament template by Lander Cope of Youth with a Mission. And she believes, having looked at this study from Dallas, she said, why God? And this is what she felt the Lord say. The devastation you see is the fruit of preaching salvation alone 
without the rest of the biblical message. What matters is not just our decision for Christ. Yes, that matters. But how we live. It's how we live. It's the fruit of that. Maybe these things have happened because we live, Christians live, maybe, as though this world were going to hell in a handcart and it doesn't matter because we're going to heaven. Maybe we've fallen for Satan's tall story that there is a sacred secular divide, that there is on the one side the sacred and on the other side the rest and the two can never meet. It's not biblical. It's not biblical. The earth is the Lord's and everyone in it and everything in it belongs to the Lord. All of it belongs to him. It just, they just don't know it yet. That's part of our job. God is still calling us to love this world for God so loved this world. He's still calling us to love it with his love and to love everything in it, everyone in it on his behalf, even those who don't yet know him. Maybe the sorry state is because we've forgotten the key truth for which we need to go back to our Jewish roots. And that is that the word avoda, worship, doesn't just mean praise. It doesn't just mean the singing of songs. It means our work. Work, worship, service. They're the same word. It's how we live all the time. Not just how we gather to sing, which is great. But it's everything we give and it's everything we do. It's where you are that matters when you leak God into the society God has placed you in. So God's aim, it's always been the same, is to bring this whole world to know him and his ways. He didn't take us out of the world, but called us to be in it as salt and light, to influence it and impact it wherever he's placed us. So where God has placed you today is where he wants you. Michael, that job you're in, you've just been promoted in. Thank you, Jesus. It's where he wants you. It's your place of influence. It's your place of extending the kingdom. Viv, the wonderful, incredible blessing of all of the people that are coming to you saying, please, I could do with your counseling. God's put you there to make you up. It's his promotion to you. A person of influence. Come on, Norton. Come on, Norton. You can't help but leak Jesus, fella. Everywhere you go, mate, you leave puddles behind you. <laughs> it's wonderful. So from the very beginning, right back in the book of Genesis, the calling on the people of God is to extend the kingdom of God and extend his kingdom rule and the knowledge of God over this entire earth. That's why I'm not talking about evangelism. That's pre-evangelism. And it's the heart of God. It's not just getting someone to put their hand up and say, I'm giving my life to Jesus. Thank you for that, Lord. 
But it's about preparing the way for that. It's about post-evangelism. It's what happens next to that person who's put their hand up. Who's going to look after them? Who's going to help them? Who's going to encourage them? Who's going to train them? Who's going to help them to hear God? It's the whole thing. It's everything. And it's really huge. And it's very, very exciting because there are things that you're doing that are precious to God, but the church doesn't even notice. Sorry for that. I mean it. They are precious to God. The college he's put you in is precious to God. The things he's put on your heart, your next door neighbors, whatever you're doing, it's precious to him. It's about influencing our culture and our way of thinking and preparing a way for the king of kings. A little salt goes a very, very long way. My dad used to tip salt on his food. He didn't sprinkle it, he tipped it on his food. Bless his blood pressure. He just poured it on his food. Now, my wife won't let me do that, and I don't want to anyway. So it's a couple of little grains of salt. It does need it, though, sometimes. You know, I love her cooking. She's out with the kids, it's okay. But, you know, just, just needs a couple of little grains of salt. That's good. Not too much. But my goodness, a little salt goes a long way. You are salt and light. But my goodness me, you need to be scattered to be of any use. Gathered here in the salt cellar is great, but it's not enough. And I'm not telling you to do anything different. You already are scattered in your families, in the groups that you're in. Wherever you are, you are already scattered. And this is how it works. Matthew 13, 33, Jesus told them still another parable. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that the woman took and mixed into about 30 kilograms of flour until it worked all through the dough. Any bakers here? How much yeast would you need to do that? I have no idea. <laughs> Tundi, you must know. How much yeast would you need to work through 30 kilograms of flour? So it's not going to be a lot of yeast for a lot of flour, for a lot of dough, for a lot of bread. Well, this is a little yeast. It's okay. It's all right. The difference that you can make when the Lord scatters you, when he sprinkles you, when he mixes you in to the mix, but you need to be out in order to do that. And that means that Christians should be active in every foundation of society. And you will be. I don't know if you can read that from back there, but we've got family. You're active there. Government, economics and business. Just thought about Michael being involved in that. Education. How many teachers are there in here? Come on, come on, come on. Communication and media, arts and entertainment. Holly, put your hand up. That's you. Okay. Who else is arts and entertainment around here? Rory, come on. Science and technology. Got any scientists here? Aiden, he's not here today. Never mind, but he's church, family, all of that stuff. These are, the, these are the foundations of society. And our involvement in those foundations of society is part of God's plan for this earth. 
your involvement in foundations of society, wherever, whatever they are, some of those are going to apply to you. That's God's plan for this earth. This world has changed, one person at a time. You see, not all of us are going to be involved in changing policy, writing laws, for example. But each of us, every single one of us in this room is engaged with people. Every single one of us is. When we change the people one, one thought at a time, and God is looking for his agents of influence in this world, that's you, who change everything, one smile, one word, one idea, one person at a time. I had a picture when I was preparing this of, uh, of ivy growing over a huge wall. In fact, you couldn't even see it was a wall. It looked more like a hedge. It was just completely overgrown. And I saw in this picture people at one particular point just pulling away the ivy, ripping down the ivy. And as they ripped down the ivy, what they exposed was a wooden door in the wall. Now that door is Jesus. And we need to pull down the ivy to expose the door so that people can go through. That is pre-evangelism. That's having an influence in your culture. That's to do with the way you, you sing your songs. That's to do with the way you work in your business. That's to do with your integrity. That's to do with the quality of your teaching, the way you love the kids. That's to do with the way you love your neighbors. And that gets them to a place where they go, something about you. What is it? What is it? What is it? Because I just want it. I reckon it smells good to me and I want it. This is precious to God. You're precious to God. You don't have to do anything different. Just be yourselves in the Lord. And to be effective, the church has to get out into the world. This slide is from London Institute of Contemporary Christianity, and it shows the church gathered. Now, that's what we are today, and it's a good thing. But when you're gathered, these, these red dots in the corner as, uh, for, for the recording is a set of a square made out of dots. Most of them are gray, but in the top left corner, they're red dots. There are six red dots, a lot of other dots, and those six red dots are only touching four others. So right now, maybe you brought somebody here today. Well, that's going to be one of the four others. And I'm not knocking the gathering of church. It's really important. It's on the heart of God. But my goodness, look how much more influence you have when you are scattered. Each of these dots is touching three, six, eight others, and some are touching more. Now, that influence may be diluted, but it's there. You are touching more people when you are not in church than when you are in church. Let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. That's not what I'm saying. The being gathered is really important, but the scattering is something we need to recognize and honor and value. Let's get out there. Let's just be who we are. Be the salt and the light that God's called us to be. Let your light so shine before people. So how does this affect you and me? Well, I'd like you to meet Anne, because Anne is just 
like us. And you, thanks to the London Institute of Contemporary Christianity for that, let's not fall into the trap of thinking God only wants to use us in church. My goodness me, this is just the place of sending. This is just the place of sending. It's the rest of our lives that really matters. This is a great place to be refreshed. It's a great place to give glory to God and to worship him and to give him something we can worship. It's great. But it's the rest. And that's one of the reasons why we're creating space. Because this church, the, the church, the church everywhere has to grow. And it's always happened through being scattered. That's what you do with salt. Salt needs to be scattered to have an impact. So just look around you. Where are your front lines of the faith? They're wherever you're connected in, in different spheres of influence. We saw a whole lot in terms of the foundations of society, but these, if community is also society, then pretty much everything is, 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 is part and parcel, it's up there. We've got friends, we've got work, we've got church, we've got family, we've got community. And each of us is involved in one or more of those. So I'd like you to do a little bit of work. And this isn't to burden you. It is to make you realize, hopefully, just how important you are. What a key influencer you are. So just have a look, you've got a piece of paper in front of you and a pen that hopefully will work. And if anybody does not have one of those sheets, my lovely assistant, Andrea, who's already on it, will come round to give you some. Andrea, there's pens on the table back there. Nobody's gonna collect this in. Nobody's gonna look at it. There are no right or wrong answers. But just have a look at this. This spells out these areas of influence, our friends, church, community, family, and work. Just write down your role, if any, in these spheres of influence. For example, family, mum, dad, brother, sister. That's a sphere of influence. That's a front line of faith. It tells you on the top of the bit of paper what to write down. When you've done that, write down the change that you want to see in that place. And then the Lord will bring to mind people in that place that he's put on your heart that you care for. Just write down the first names. It's all, what I'm saying is all on top of the list. This is not a blueprint for controlling society. Rather, it's recognizing where God has called us to love those around us and be a difference to them. And I'm asking you to do it just to concentrate the mind. Although, Terry, how much you love filling in forms and to encourage you to realize and recognize just how important you are to God.
and those he's put you with in all of these different areas of your life. You really matter. God has worked silver and gold in your life at great cost to him and at great cost to you. It's really, really precious what you have and those around you need it. And it doesn't just come through sharing the gospel and getting decisions for Christ. Yes, that's important. It's vital. But it comes by changing the environment, by impacting the culture, by offering a hope that people did not have before they met you. You really, really matter. So of all of the names that you've circled, and I realise that some of you are still doing this, just put a circle around the one that's biggest in your heart. Which of those names is biggest in your heart? Who do you particularly want to help, to influence, to be salt and light to? So now can I just encourage you to get around your tables and just tell one another in one sentence, who is that person? You don't have to give a full name. And actually, if this is not appropriate, you don't have to do it at all. It's fine. But pray for each other. Release and commission one another. Because God has put you where you are, I don't just mean here, for a purpose, to affect the destiny of others, to be good news to them, to be hope imparters, light bearers, good news people, people who would change the world one person at a time. So just share that name please, and just pray for each other and commission each other. Just give your agreement. Yes, we agree. Come on, Lord. What we've been doing here this morning, well, what we've been doing here this morning is important. It's a commissioning. It might be low key, but in the same way as we've commissioned our small group leaders, you, you are commissioned to be who the Lord's called you to be, where you are. And as a church leadership, we want to say, we want to support you. We want to encourage you. We want to pray for you. We want to bless you because you're doing it for us. I don't just mean leadership. You're doing it for all of us. We are all doing it for all of us together. And the influence and the reach of church, when you recognize where God has placed each person, is extraordinary. It's extraordinary. It's not just about meetings and small groups. It's not just about worship and numbers in the room. That's just, that's just, the, that's just the fueling station. And there's plenty of fuel here today, folks. Don't even have to queue for it. <laughs> it's where you are. It's where you are. So I'm just going to end with a reading again from Romans 12, same version. So here's what I want you to do. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Fix your attention on God and you will be changed from the inside out and you 
will become agents of change for others as you go. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.